Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. There's no purpose in teaching anybody who don't really want to learn, who really don't want to get to it. Everybody want to play entrepreneur. They don't want the sacrifice that come with the shit. Hmm. True. Late nights, early mornings. You're going to lose friends, lose girlfriends, family going to call you crazy, not going to believe in you, then you make it, and then everybody going to be like, I'm proud of you, let me get some money. What I've realized that wealthy people understand, mm-hmm. and people in general, it's the small concepts that you can apply to get wealthy. You don't got to be super smart and got to know all the intricacies of real estate or taxes or e-commerce or whatever, trucking, yeah. whatever yeah, it, it is. It's good if you want to be rich in that business, but yeah. you don't need to know that. You don't need to know everything. You just need to know small, basic concepts. Mm-hmm. And one of the smallest basic concepts that anybody can understand is get money by income. Mm. Get money by more money. I woke up feeling wealthy today. My bank account might not agree, but hey, that shit on the way. Me and my niggas laying brick on top of brick till we straight. If you the type that play the victim, you can't come in my space. You know this game ain't for the weak, it's hard to carry this weight. I keep my balance through the ups and downs, I'm never gonna break. You feel the purpose in my spirit when you look in my face. Cause this ain't a second, I can waste something food on place. What's good with it, wealthy people? Your boy David Bellar, one of the hosts of the Black Wealth Renaissance podcast. Here on this lovely Sunday, man, I'm here with my brother, Mr. Jalen Clark. Uh, Mr. Make him seasick with the waves. He ain't, he ain't swimming on him like you were last time. Yeah, <laughs> in that bitch a little bit, my brother. How you feeling, man? What's up? What's up? I did not put my do-rag on last night. That is one of the reasons. Uh, yeah. Hey. Had a wild night last night. I just hey, went home. Lie, boy. Took me I a shower. A... I went to sleep. Boy, that 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 look will whoop my ass. I ain't gonna hold you. How they say? How they say? We had a time last night. <laughs> boy, we had a time last night. Yeah, man, we had a great ass event last night uh, out there in downtown Dallas, Blackwell. Now partnered up with our guy Sam from Black Real Estate Dialogue. Mm-hmm. It was a real dope event, man. One of the dope panelists is actually Hell joining yeah. us on this podcast. Real dope, brother. Actually, like I'm not even gonna say joining. Like we're all hosting this together because this is gonna be a crossover episode. Yeah, man. Uh, this brand, this man, y'all done seen him on the pod before. Right yeah. now, he is on a campaign to create a new culture, and we are right here with him, man. Because we sick shit, of this shit. We we are sick of this shit, and the stuff that my brother is talking about. You've heard the episode by now. If you haven't, I need you to stop listening. Go back and then come back because that first episode is loaded with valuable information. We have none other than 
Mr. Tim Jackson, former city zoning commissioner and host of the No More OGs podcast. Tim, let's man, get doing, it. Let's brother? get it, man. You know what? I'm I'm happy to be here, man. This is a this is a dope experience. When you guys reached out and said you want to do a crossover, I was like, let's get it. You know, because uh, I, I I really really uh, I fuck with what y'all doing. I feel like this is the culture, and this culture needs to be uh, seen more, mm-hmm. and this needs to be. Uh, uh, a representation of who we really are. You know what I'm saying? Yes, like sir. the culture that's associated with us is it's a bunch of bullshit. You know? and, and a lot of people feel that way, but a lot of y'all scary, too scared to say that shit out loud. Like Because they're scared of cancel culture. They're they scared man. of being politically correct or politically yeah. incorrect and they shit. They scared like of that. niggas telling them you 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 ain't no real nigga. You ain't no real, you a whole ass nigga. Well uh hey, I guess I'm just a whole ass nigga, man, because I'm I'm not protecting a bullshit ass culture no more because we don't benefit from that. You know, that whole get high, get drunk, fuck bitches, kill niggas. That's all the culture is about. And really, we are so much more than that. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, I like to have a good time from time to time. But shit, that's just the cherry on top. That's not the cake. And I shouldn't be judged based off of the fuck shit that other people do. That is the narrative that controls the culture. So. We, we creating our own lane over here, and there's a lot of people taking that exit and hopping on this road right now, man. I love it. I yeah, love it. yeah, so let's get it. Man, I love it. So, Tim, bro, I just want to start, like, I mean, the audience should know you by now. If they don't, that's their fault. Yeah. Like I said, y'all got to go back and listen to other episodes. Yeah. I really want to know what was the start and idea for No More OGs, because I love the movement. You know what, man? I'm going to be real with you. Uh, over the last decade, I've had an opportunity to work with a lot of celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um, like I told you guys before, I've been on TMZ with a client before. Um, I've gotten into that world, if you will, and I've been around a lot of people that we look at and we see, uh, you know, on television, through social media that have, you know, verification checks. And this ain't the shit on nobody, y'all. I'm, I'm just giving you an example. And, and from my personal experience, like, you know, they tell you not to meet your, you ever heard the saying, don't, don't meet your heroes? Mm-hmm. Not to say any of these people are my heroes, but that saying holds true because once you get around certain people, you realize, one, they just another person just like you. But two, they're characters. Mm-hmm. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because many of those rappers, they're not living that shit, or if they have lived it, it was 20 years ago. They kids don't listen to it. They kids don't watch the shit they promote. promote. They, they send their kids to private school. Like, they're... It's just a it's a performance. It's a for, disconnect from what they're really doing. Yeah, really yeah. Like. And it's like, but then you have people who are really in, growing up in these environments thinking that this is who you have to be, specifically kids, because I work with a lot of kids. I get a lot of people come to comments like, damn, you trying, you can't save everybody. Who are you to say? But, you know, kids are impressionable. We were impressionable. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, so, you know, I, I see so many kids get caught up and go to prison on first time offenses for like seven, eight, nine, ten years because they trying to live this life that ain't really about, you know, that they aren't really about. So my thing is, you know, let's provide an alternative to that. Like, you know, you got a lot of good brothers out there that's doing some dope shit that should really be the forefront of this movement. But they don't get the recognition because. They not out there getting high, getting drunk, fuck bitches and killing niggas. You know what I'm saying? I like it, bro. And like one of the things I love so much about the no more OGs name is cause like the idea of the OG, right? Yeah. Just get high the myth. fuck bitches. Mm, the myth. The OG because, is a myth. The OG is a myth. Because what what we call an OG ain't nobody that's really putting you on no real game. Exactly. They teaching you bullshit. They teaching you how to Destroy yourself and not how to build your community. So, 
what has an OG ever taught you of I, substance? I, I told y'all, all the old niggas that I know that have been around, all they would talk about is fucking bitches. That's like, it. How much pussy I used to get when I was a That's young it. man. Nigga, That's I it. I don't care. <laughs> and, and it's like, bro, like, that's not even worth my time. It's not at you all. You know what I'm saying? You're like, not helping me elevate at all. Yeah, yeah. You, should, be, you, you should have a wealth of knowledge to pour back into me. You know, I think for me, it was seeing somebody that I, I looked up. I ain't going to say looked up to, but somebody that I fucked with in the industry, you know, get on a podcast and say it's not their job to help young people coming after them. And it's like. That's bullshit. It is your job to make sure like that they don't make the same mistakes. And they were just like, no, I fucked up. So they got to fuck up and learn. It's just like, I don't know, man, that, that kind of it rubbed me the wrong way because it's just like, man, if that's the way you feel about them, you don't give a shit about me. And most of them don't. You know what I'm saying? And listen, it's a business at the end of the day. Like, you know, it's just a business. So my thing is, all right, well, let's let's create another lane. Let's create another business that's going to actually teach you how to thrive. And the whole concepts of no more OGs is to understand that there is a group of people out there. There's a community of people out there that want to see you win, um, not just mentally, but economically. That's the foundation mm -hmm. of it. Them old niggas never taught us no game that was going to build wealth. They taught us how to fuck hoes, get high and do and wild out. And, I'm a, and I'm fuck off your money. And fuck mm -hmm. off your money. I'm teaching people on my platform. We, we we poking a little fun at some of the bullshit that happens in the culture. But then I'm also teaching you how to get out of debt. I'm also teaching you how to build and restore your credit. I'm also teaching you how to buy real estate. I'm putting people in front of you who own businesses. I'm getting ready to start a 30-day challenge where for the next, for the rest of this year, for the last quarter of the year, plus one month, for every 30 days, for every month, I'm going to get into a new industry. So this month, I'm, I'm taking a course on cleaning like having a cleaning, cleaning business, business and I'm going to document it. I already paid for the course next month. I'm going to do a course on government contracts. I've already paid for it. I'm going to document it. I'm going to do the course. And then the following two months, I might do mobile notary. I might, I'm just going to start just going through every month, just doing a new industry because I'm retired as fuck. And I got a lot of time on my hands, you know, uh, you know, probably not so much this baby, yeah, I was like, new, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the new baby. But, but it's like, my thing is a lot of people don't understand that there's so many outlets out there for them to make money. Outside of selling dope, hitting licks and doing street mm -hmm. shit uh, and conning and, and scamming niggas, you can actually go out there and make some good money and, and create a business that you can hand down to your family. And I'm about to I'm about to show. Them. And I think that's very interesting because uh, speaking of what's going on in the culture, um, you know, Jay-Z dropped the the guy did verse that came out like two weeks ago. And uh, people were kind of like. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. Ridiculing him for speaking about they making billionaire billionaires and stuff like that. Yeah, they're saying he's disconnected from what reality is. Mm. He then got on a Twitter space and he was like, Y'all trying to make us feel bad for being successful mm. when when coming up, that was the American dream. That was something that wasn't even obtainable to us. Being a black billionaire, that wasn't something that was obtainable to us. And he's like, y'all preaching eat the rich, but y'all not really seeing what's going on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Like, once again, I'm a billionaire, but I also made two more billionaires out of me. And so they're like, oh, but what is he really doing for the community? What is he? They're not understanding that, hey, 
Hey, it's a system. Typically, the people that say that ain't doing shit, bro. Like, like I'm, I'm just gonna call it out, bro. I'm glad you're saying. Um, it. typically, you know, the loudest person is 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 the most passive person. Ain't doing shit, and I get criticized because I call that out. Because when people come into my comments talking that fuck shit, I always say, "What specifically have you done to create economic change in your community?" Mm. And they don't have the, You can Ain't hear time. a rat you, piss on cotton It gets so quiet And, and you know why that is Tim Cause uh, it was uh, That same thread That you talking about Jalen I seen someone comment like You wanna be a revolutionary And a capitalist And those things don't go in hand But How can you create change As a socialist really At State Farm We're committed to uplifting Black futures In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Because you can't. People think that socialism is this major answer to Man. all the problems, but everything <laughs> moves with money. If you ain't got no motherfucking money, nobody's going to pay attention to what you got to say. Like Malcolm <laughs> X was a great man, powerful man. Malcolm X died broke. Listen, man, when I tell y'all, it's such a catch twenty two because the same people ridiculing him are the same people that that praise celebrities all day long, and they seek validation or everything in their life is is centered and built around what a celebrity is doing. Celebrity worship is out of control to the point to where literally it's kind of like when I go speak at schools and shit like that. Like now, I wear Jordans, I I wear some Nike shit. Like I don't I don't I mean it's just clothes to me. But I understood when I would go in my suit and I would look like somebody that was important, so to speak, it wouldn't even register to the kids. When I start wearing Jordans or your different shoes that the kids are paying attention to, then I start getting their attention. Right. Mm -hmm. So I say all that to say, you know, you have to meet people on their level, but you also can't uh, put yourself in a box. Right. Mm -hmm. So when I do that, I'm trying to get to your level so that we can understand each other. But you know what? That's only something that we do in the black community. Like. Why do I have to go out of my way to prove who I am just so you can invalidate me and tell me who I'm not? Like, I don't even spit out my resume no more when I get around niggas, man. Like, I am who I am. If you don't know me, then I must not be working hard enough. My resume, when I walked into a room, some people know who I am. Some people don't. It's cool. But what I find in our community, we the only ones that, that invalidate you. We put you on a pedestal. And then the moment you become who, who we done made you to be, we tear your ass down. And that's the craziest shit. Because just four years ago, when he put out the 444 album, he was the best person in the world. That's a fact. Kanye. Let's take Kanye, for example. Oh. Think about how often people love and hate, love Kanye. And hate Kanye. He's <laughs> like, probably one of the most polarizing artists in it, the history of the world. I mean, literally every... And, and, if, and if you really follow algorithms and shit, it's like it's the same time of the year. Every year, Kanye does something to make people either love or hate him. And it, and I don't even blame him. I blame fickle-ass people that don't know what their purpose that's is it, and it. don't know why they mm. put on this planet. So you look into a damn celebrity to validate you. I'm, I'm You mad because a, a black person made two more billionaires and he said that out loud? Like, we have, we have to be passive when we do good, good shit, but we could be a whole-ass nigga when we doing fuck shit. We can be the loudest whole-ass nigga in the world when we out there talking about get high, get drunk, fuck bitches, kill niggas. 
They yeah. let them niggas go speak at schools and shit. And then they get out of get out of the school and, <laughs> and go kill somebody. And then, and now Jay Z got to be quiet about the fact that he made two billionaires. He didn't even say how many millionaires he made. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And and one of the things they was like, so what's the difference between Jay Z and Rihanna? It was like, well, Rihanna don't say nothing. So because, you want us because, to be quiet. Because that's that abuse within our community. We we abuse each other. Like we want we want our people to sit up and eat shit all day long. No, sit up, take it, don't respond, eat shit, and just hope that it'll get better. That passive shit. No, fuck all that, man. Because the people that you glorify ain't doing that when they talking about destroying us. Mm-hmm. So why I got to be quiet? Like when I be calling that all that fuck shit I see on on the internet, it's always a nigga hopping my inbox in the comments. Man, I like what you're doing, man. But you know you could take a different approach. Man, get the fuck out of my inbox with that shit, nigga. You ain't <laughs> never went into the comments of these rappers telling them to take a different approach when they when they sit up here talking about it's on site when I see you. You no, liking that shit? You sharing that shit? You talking about gang, gang? You throwing up the signs? You doing the the finger twist? You doing all that shit when it's then? But when I say, man, it's some bullshit. Man, take a different approach, man. Man, fuck all that. Mm. So, and just to drill down on that tidbit a little bit more. So, my guy Rakim Sabri, he did mention Malcolm X. He was like, uh, Malcolm X was a capitalist. Um, and then I I said a comment. I didn't agree with Malcolm being a full on capitalist, but I did state once he started preaching economic empowerment, that's whenever I feel like the government silenced him. So my question to everyone is, do y'all believe economic empowerment can exist without capitalism? Absolutely no. not. man. <laughs> like, it works. It's, it's impossible. You know, that whole American dream uh, shit is based on capitalism. It is. You have to own something. You have to own something, bro. Like, you know, I, I just think it's so hypocritical for people to get on social media and show you this amazing lifestyle that they have. Well, how did you get that I'm lifestyle? Traveling. I'm traveling. I got this nice I'm out ass to eat. car. Yeah, I got a nice car. But then when somebody big boy and them and doing it better than them, they need to shut the fuck up and <laughs> give the money back to the community. Stop being a fucking hater. You know what I'm saying? Like. That's that. That's that nigga shit, man. That's that you know that pocket watching shit. Like I've put over. I, I put want up, you to do good, but I don't want to see you doing better than me. Hey, man, I've put up hundreds of thousands of dollars to improve my community, man. To 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 operate my nonprofit organization to help people, you know, pay for attorney fees when they getting jammed up and they can't afford attorney fees to help people expunge their record. My own fucking money, and I didn't say shit about it for years. But I sat back and watched people come into the community and tear it down and 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 get rewarded for it, man. It's just like, man, fuck all that. There's a community of people just like me that really want to own their communities and do good. And and we finna create a lane for people like that. And I'm not going to even shit on the other lane. that Y'all can have that shit. I'm good on it, man. Sep- I'm separating myself from the culture. And I'm creating a whole nother lane. And if it's just going to be me and that mug driving by myself, I do it by myself because at the end of the day, you got to subscribe to a capitalistic mindset in order to build wealth and all that kumbaya shit, man. People always want you to be on that kumbaya shit when you start doing a little bit better than them. Mm-hmm. That's right. And one of the things that I've, I thought about whenever I was just evaluating the situation is people also 
Whenever they think of capitalists, they think of extreme situations. They go straight to greed. Yeah, they go to the greed like, oh, you got to fuck over this person. You got to take advantage of this people. Like you're you're first you're forcing this person to work and paying them minimum wages. You know, you're putting them in terrible working situations and shit like that. And once again, it's definitely a hierarchy. I think there are some jobs that just won't be here because automation is going to wipe that shit out. So I always tell people, like, if you want to make more, add more fucking value. Learn it's no skills. different than the person who doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, uh, doesn't cheat, but they beat their wife. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, there's going to always be a, some type of flaw in something, right? But we always go to the extreme. It's either sugar or shit. It ain't ever no in-between, Right. That's that's one thing I don't like about social media. You either it's like you like David always says it's an echo chamber, right? You have to agree with me or you can go to hell, right? What happened to that middle ground? What happened to no? You know what? I'm actually over here. Like I like to have a good time, but I also understand I got to take care of business. I also understand that in business there are perceptions, and regardless of how you feel, you can't walk into a room with anybody, specifically your own people. You know, present looking a certain way and acting a certain way and expecting to get their money to do a service for them. We're going to black people judge you more than anybody when it comes to business. Very critical. You know what I'm saying? So if that's the case, like allow people to operate in their own space. But what I see is that people who are unwilling to make the sacrifices to become great shit on you when they see you doing great shit. And those are the people that you got to leave behind, man. You have to leave them behind. They'll never adjust their mindset to, um, to, to growth, mm. whether it's financial growth, whether it's mental growth, whether it's emotional growth, it's going to always be a problem. They will always find the problem within the solution. And we as black people specifically need to start acknowledging that that exists. And we need to start slowly trimming them, trimming off that fat and saying, you can be that person. Just be that person over there. Mm. And then whenever they be in that person over there, because I, I think one of the biggest things with it, when it comes to leaving people behind, right? Is that it's not always that we leaving you behind because we don't want to help you, but you don't believe it till you see it more times than not, especially with our people more than others. So, like, whenever we do leave them behind and they do get that opportunity to see it, they be like, damn, they, they over there doing this. Maybe, maybe just maybe in their head, it might be a moment where it's like, damn, I'm over here complaining. I'm doing all this bullshit. Meanwhile, these niggas over here getting to it. Let me try to figure out what they doing over there. That's all it is, man. I'm not finna carry nobody, man. Like I, I'm not caring. I did that shit for too long, carrying people that that didn't want to be carried. And and I think that it's a catch twenty two because when you get in positions like we're in, you naturally want to help people and you naturally mm-hmm. want to help people get to that next level. But the thing is, is that we try to help the wrong people. You got to identify your target audience. When people get in my comments talking shit about something, I said I comment sometime, man. You're not my target audience. <laughs> it's it's three hundred and 50 million people in the United States. You understand what I'm saying? 1% of that is 3.5 million. 1% of that is 35,000 people, right? You are, I'm just trying to go after 35,000 people, bro. The 1% of the 1% who are going to understand what I'm saying and ain't going to have time for the extra bullshit. And you are not my target audience because you have, as my mom would say, you ain't got a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. You don't have a track record of change. So why the fuck am I going to even entertain a conversation with you right now? Sheesh. That's fine. I'll but, let you get but, a question. Yeah, but yeah. people don't, people don't, I mean, people don't, There, it's like we too afraid to say that. We, we'll say that shit on Twitter where you can't change shit. You just, you just talking shit. 
But like you need to be able to look people in the eye and say, man, I, I love you. But man, you gonna have I'm 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 cutting ties with you, um, and I I wish you the best. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? And it ain't nothing, man. And maybe our lives will intertwine and cross again. But until that moment, man, it's 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 all good. And let the healing begin. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting Black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And that's that's a good point right there because, like, a lot of times, I know even in myself, and, like, having tough conversations is never easy. That's why they that's call right. it tough conversations. But on the other side of those conversations is almost always growth. It's always growth, man. You know, I, I try my best to do the things that I don't want to do first. You know, like if I don't if I can knock that out first, then I'm good. Um, that's it. And, and I think that we we've gotten to an era where we're super comfortable. Like, let me ask you all this just straight up. Why do you think people are in our community, in the black community, are so afraid to disassociate themselves with the things that they know is not benefiting them? Mm, that is a that's, good that's question. That's a great question. I think a lot of it comes from the fact that we find value in it. I think that we really place our value as a community in it because it's what we see the most. Mm. Like, we see this pushed in our face from the time we were kids. I know I just mentioned Malcolm X. I seen a quote from him that was very powerful. There's no other community on this planet where the leaders are considered entertainers. Bro, let's talk about that, man. Like, like they're none. Think about it. Like <laughs> you, we, he made, he mentioned it in his time. It was like they like Lena Horn and uh, some 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 singer. Like they had a bunch of singers and actors. And it's like in the bit in the white world, they gonna talk about business people. They're talking about Rockefeller. They're talking about presidents and we're over here glorifying niggas who can make a song and i'm not <laughs> hating niggas that make songs i fuck with your music yeah but yeah you're not you're the not, leaders of the community you are not my spokesperson and i think that's where <laughs> i think of that dave Chappelle joke with a uh, 9-11 happened Nobody sit around. Where's John? Where's John? <laughs> we need to know where John Who the is. Fuck cares what John got to Nobody say. gives a fuck about That's what John such a good joke. That's such a good joke because it's so real. You know, and, and I might step on some toes and I don't really care, but it's kind of like when little baby went to the White House or went to go meet with the vice president. I thought to myself, why the fuck why is little baby fuck our is spokesperson? Baby our spokesperson. Like, and that's not the knock, little baby. Like people think I don't like rappers and shit. I don't have no problem with these cats, man. I just don't want you to be the face of me. Like you're an entertainer. Do your thing. You have a lane. You are extremely successful, but you are not my representative when it comes down to life or death issues or things that are going to impact me and my family. The last person I want speaking for me is a is an entertainer, man. So I, I got a question. So. Little baby, but you know, Ice Cube also did the same, Ice Cube. same thing. <laughs> but he had an actionable thing. plan. Yeah. He, but 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 that that How goes you, back to again, it was rooted in economics. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? And whenever you start creating solutions 
that are rooted in economics, they always find their problem. They find a reason to tune your ass out. And that's the people that you need to separate from. Whenever I set up the people that criticize the ice ice cube wanting to have a conversation, I say, you know what? Ice cube is an entertainer, but he's coming with a plan and I can actually rock with this. And let me hear what he has to say. No, no, no. We don't need to hear that plan. Uh, let's just let's get up there. Let's get Cardi B and two chains in this bitch. Let's let Cardi B go talk. Like, it's just like I'm not hating on Cardi B. I don't have anything against any of them, but. I don't want them negotiating on my behalf, bro, because it's just not, it's just, I don't want them negotiating on my behalf. That's crazy when you think about it. It is. It's insanity. The white community is not sending Travis Barker to go have a conversation. They're not sending fucking white. Like, come on, man. Like, they they do not allow their entertainers to speak for them. They're sending business leaders, they're sending politicians, they're sending people who. Can create economic solutions, as you mentioned. And if you say that a lot, well, they getting the young vote out. What? Yeah, they. This has been the same horse and pony. And I don't like to get into politics, y'all. I'm just giving you an example. Um, it's just been the same horse and pony show. So my thing is this: At what point in the game do you carve out your own lane and say, "Hey, for everybody who ain't with that shit, here's something new for you." It's just mm-hmm. an alternative. You don't have to subscribe to it. It ain't for everybody. It's for the the few people that say, mm, "I can't get down with that shit." I I want to answer your question from earlier. One of the reasons why I feel like you know people in our community don't disassociate themselves with those things is we look at life like high school and middle school. Like, yo, I want to be the cool person. I want to be. I want to feel accepted. And I don't think it's just our community wants to feel accepted. I think that's basic human nature. But I also feel like we're the only culture that I got to be cool. I got to be hip. Like, we, we, we are the culture. Exactly. Like we're the only people that feel like, oh, if you're not swag, if you're not moving this type of way, like, oh, you ain't shit. Like if you look at any other community, people going to be themselves. They might dress a certain way, you know, but. A lot of white people I look at, they don't give a fuck when nobody think about them. They're going to do what the fuck they got to do. There's people like that in our community. But at the same time, we want to be associated with different things. So we got to feel like, oh, if I see this person is doing this, I'm going to do this because it's accepting and it's going to make me feel validated. And a lot of times we want that self-validation from the community to feel like, oh, I'm cool. I'm it. Like, yeah, I'm dope. It became a currency because that was all we had back mm. in the day, right? You think about it. I was I was watching. Um, I posted a video of Frankie Lyman. You know, he sings the Why Do Fools mm-hmm. Fall in Love? And back then, you didn't have TVs or TVs weren't as accessible. They had records, and he performed in front of a white audience, and they thought that he was white because of the record. And when he came out, and they saw this black dude. They were looking like. What, what the, the fuck? fuck? You know? He ain't got blackface and, on? And he out there, you know, ooh, wow, he deoppied out. And I thought to myself, God damn, we've been performing for 80 years. Like, it, but that's where it started. That validation, like, hey, look at me. I'm good. I'm not going to hurt you. I can sing. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Like, I have a talent. And it's like, okay, cool. That's how you're getting out there and getting in the forefront. No worries. Now, what do we evolve to? And we've never evolved out of being the fucking entertainment. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. 
But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. We've never evolved from being the person that has to be accepted because of this talent that I have. This, You know what I'm saying? So now we sell this dream to our kids that if you want to be somebody, you have to be, uh, if you're a boy, an athlete. Yeah. If I mean, you're a girl, yeah. you have to be somebody. I mean, now it's thought, so, you know, it's, sure. it's you know, I'm going to say it. You got to be you, showing, you shaking that ass. Some of the realest shit the yeah. other day I seen on Twitter, man, talking about that conflict resolution event for yeah. black boys. You can put on an event that's going to teach young black men how to actually handle life. And you might get 10 kids there. But if you have a football camp, it's going to be packed. You're going to have. Everybody and their mama in And then let joint. me tell what people say, well, why don't you just do a football camp and do the conflict resolution? They not coming to that shit. We gotta start we done trick- did it. We gotta start tricking the ass. It's we- two different audiences, bro. Market that shit. Hell yeah, yeah market that bitch at the football camp. Hey, bro, bro. <laughs> niggas gonna be mad at that. They'll flame my ass for that shit. They, they'll, they'll be so mad, bro. Nigga, ain't a football, ain't a cold drill in sight, nigga. It'll probably be a fight breakout <laughs> if I did some shit like that, bro. You wanna know why? Because... A lot of people treat their kids like lottery tickets, mm. man. Ooh. Let's talk about it, man. Let's Sheesh. talk about it, man. That's they ticket out. And then they, listen, listen, man. I'm not generalizing. That's why I say a lot of people. Uh, I have some a uh, good friend of mine. You know, she's probably like 5'11. Her husband's probably like 6'2, six, 6'3. Six, you know, he played professional sports. Both of their kids are amazingly talented. Like, one of their kids is like a top recruit right now in basketball. Like, of course, they're going to, you know, you know, put the, he, he's great in academics, too. Right. But I mean, he's he's a, a big, tall kid. Their other kid is, is a starting quarterback at a, at, a, at a college, you know, you know, NCAA college, like on TV and shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they have the skills. Right. You know, um, a lot of kids don't have skills. I'm man. glad you said it, <laughs> it's a lot of niggas that's delusional. No, 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 no. It's a lot of niggas that's trash, man. And we just need to say it like, <laughs> yo, yo, son can't hoop. He can't play baseball. He can't play football. He needs to learn academics. But you selling this dream on him, like, hey, you need to go be the next LeBron. And let's just keep it real. He might be good in high, in junior high and high school. But what if he doesn't hit a growth spurt? Now, you know, he's five, six, five, seven, and they looking for a six, two person in his position. Not to say somebody five, six, five, seven can't make us. It's going to always be somebody coming. Well, what about? Man, I'm, look, that nigga's an anomaly. I'm going to keep it like you said. They are. Because I, I played college football. I walked <laughs> on at Louisiana Tech. I can't tell you how many niggas was, we two, three years into college. Bro, they got league dreams. You two, three years into college, you not even on the fucking team. Do you know how good... Do you know the the quality of 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 the level of sport the the expertise that you go from high school to college like even walking on a, a team like Louisiana Tech, bro? It's people on that team that will wash your ass, and they still couldn't get on at Alabama. You understand what I'm saying? Like I Tell have you. professional athlete clients that that will wash your ass on the court, but they cannot get in the NBA. They got to go play overseas. 
but they will wash your ass. They're they really will, good. I'm talking about they will have that you won't score one single point. Think about the sorriest person on an NBA team that never gets into the game that's over there cheering. They'll go to any gym in America Eric. and beat the living shit out of everybody in that gym. Hell yeah. And they can't even get on the court. So you have to understand the percentages of kids going pro is extremely low. Like like one, two percent. But your kids lower go, than that, my brother. It's like I, we talking point zero one percent. It's crazy, man. But like, but people think that that hey, my kid, well, he's special. He might be good, but like have a backup plan so he won't be the old nigga at the barbershop talking about how shit used to be thirty man. years from now, man. Man, you it, know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. And it was a video we posted. Uh, it was Doctor Jawanza Kanjufa, I think. I'm, I'm sorry if I butchered the man name, but he elo- he he spoke on this so eloquently, and I never heard it put this way. They were a million black boys that graduated high school that wanted to play in the NFL. I mean, not the NFL, the NBA. Only, only ten thousand of them gonna get to college and actually play ball. In the NBA, you only got like three hundred jobs. You got a million people trying to apply for three hundred full time jobs. That the numbers on that don't make sense. It just don't add up. But but that's them lottery tickets. That's that lottery ticket shit. You know, you. I mean, the chances of you winning the lottery are super slim to none. But you still but buy the damn ticket there. It's that, and we got to stop treating our kids like a fucking lottery ticket. We need to start preparing them for skills. My son has a contract. We write out a contract. He has to sign a contract, and we put it on the refrigerator that states he will keep a. Uh, uh, a B average. He won't bring home no more than two or three Bs. Like we, we, we. You know, if he messes up, he can't play sports. Like, listen, that that talent is what's gonna get you in front of people, man. Like, it's gonna get you the scholarship. It's gonna get you the access, right? And it's gonna be some nigga in the comment. What about the NIL, man? Listen, the people at the big schools like the Alabamas, LSU, yeah, they gonna clean up, bro. But we're not talking about them, man. Those are anomalies. Those are people that have an extreme talent. You can condition anybody's mind to do anything. We need to start conditioning our our kids' mind to be business owners, to be great employees. I'm not knocking a job because, you know, jobs make good money, too. And, and we've gotten away from jobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've gotten away from jobs and skilled labor. Like, there's this thing on social media now that if you don't own a business and the LLC, you ain't shit. You could be and, an electrician and be making way more than a lot of these entrepreneurs. A plumber and, making more of these entrepreneurs. Uh, IA making more than some of these entrepreneurs. Tell you, There's and, some good engineers. And I, I kind of do, I take on some of that fault because I do know whenever we started BWR, we were highly glorifying entrepreneurship and business. And I don't think that we articulated it enough to where well, we, you to can have, honest, we you can have both. It full, that, fully. That, that's true. But I also don't think that we, we articulated it to the fact that you can have both. It was a you, wave, man. It, it, it was, was a wave. Fad. And, and I, I, I was on, I, I've been on the record, you know, saying that uh, a job is a pimp hole relationship. I said that like 10 years ago. And then I had to check myself like, who the fuck am I as an entrepreneur to shit on the job when I got to hire people to work for me? Hmm. Like, it's not so much about being an entrepreneur or having a job. It's about your debt. It's about your credit. It's about how you manage your money. Because I know some entrepreneurs that's broke as shit. And I know some people that's making $50,000 a year that's got a million dollars worth of assets. You understand what I'm saying? So it's just like <laughs> all the money in the world, if you don't know how to manage it, if you if you have a lot of debt, if you if you don't know how to control your shit, 
then it don't matter. Hmm. So we need to start talking debt elimination. We need to start teaching about compound interest and how to how it works against you and how it works for you. Because it doesn't matter what you do, it's what you put your money towards to work for you. And you can work that job that you love and still own property. You can work that job that you love and still have a cleaning business on the side. You can work that job that you love and still do other things. But it's either stocks. get a job and I mean get an LLC or you ain't shit and you are eliminating and you're literally you're ostracizing eighty percent of the people, man. And then, and then uh, just to add on to that, going because Jalen and I, we both on the record saying we jumped off the porch a bit too early going into full time entrepreneurship. Full. full. I, I I told I told myself I was on. I, we had jobs. We was getting making like thirty bands a year. I made fifty thousand dollars on the side by myself and said, "Oh, nigga, we lit. I don't got to go back to work for nobody. I could do better by myself." But Whenever you do these things, you're cutting yourself off at the legs because now you cut off a stable source of cash flow that you could use to help grow and scale your business, and now you're eating off of it. And you're putting this pressure on yourself to try to grow something. When, and you, you're putting yourself in an unnecessary struggle, to say mm-hmm. the least, because you could have something on the side if you manage your time well, and you can grow and scale and let it grow out, but... That that whole idea and narrative of man, if I ain't an entrepreneur, I ain't shit. I don't want to work for nobody, man. Fuck a job. It's like I get it. That should be the ultimate goal, but we have to have strategy. With you got to have strategy, man. That W two man can can get you all types of loans that a ten ninety nine can't get because they want to see two years worth of tax returns. You know what I'm saying? At W two, they just need to see sixty days worth of employment. You know what I'm saying? Like it's all about leveraging. And listen, I'm not I'm not knocking any. I'm an entrepreneur. You know, I got my own shit, right? Um, but I also understand that a lot of time, effort, energy goes into that. And it doesn't matter what I do for a living. If I don't, you know, use my finances wisely, if I don't budget, I'm going to be fucked. I'm going to be an entrepreneur with a ton of debt that's out there telling you to look at me, look how I'm doing. Then I'm going home closing the door. You motherfucking thinking how I'm going to keep my lights on, man. And it's a lot of people capping out there. Like they got it and they don't, man. I know because I'd be around some of these cats, man. I don't be saying shit. It's like, man. And that's what people want. That's what the world wants. The world wants a lot of flashy capping shit, but that's why so many people are so fucking miserable, man. Flashy capping with no substance. No substance, man. But if you say it out loud, you hating. Fuck the culture, man. Well, my, my, <laughs> my dude Zay, Zay actually tweeted. He was like, a lot of people rich until you hang out with them. Man, I saw that. I, man, I, man. I said, that's I the think, one. That's the one, bro. When I saw that tweet, man, it did something to my soul. It did something to my soul, man. It's just like, he get it. He get it. You know, uh, he get it. Because when you get around people, they can't, they, you know, Jay-Z got a line that say, you know, careers come to an end. It's only so long fake dudes can pretend, you know? You know, I mean, it's like, you're going to have to show us. And we live in a show me society. And you don't have to be flashy to show people. There's subtle ways that you can show people that you're doing what you're doing. But we live in this world. We have to show everybody what the fuck we doing. And you'll never satisfy that urge because there's going to always be somebody doing better than you. And so what happens is we try to chase that person. It's just like you can't even enjoy life because you're trying to chase another motherfucker's dream. When your dream might just be to buy one or two properties, cash photos and spend time with your fucking family. That's freedom. But you sitting up here trying to go out there and buy all these Rolexes because this person got all these Rolexes. You trying to go buy this this drop top because he got that drop top. And you can't even fucking keep your lights on, man. You in debt up to your fucking eyeballs because you want a nigga like me or these cats right here to say, man, he doing it. <laughs> he 
can I be on the podcast now? You got me fucked up. I ain't gonna. I ain't trying to impress none of y'all niggas, man. Like I'm just keeping it real, man. Like, I got a family to feed. I got priorities, man. Like I don't give a fuck what nobody think about me. My goal is to help people who look like me and people who buy into what I'm selling to create the life worth living, bro. And to disassociate themselves with a culture that don't give a fuck about you when it's all said and done. We all think it, bro. We all see a bunch of bullshit online and be like, man, that's some bullshit. But we won't say it out loud because it's like them niggas bullying us to be quiet, man. It's 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 like Stockholm syndrome. Mm. We in love with some some abusive ass shit. Our culture, that culture is so fucking abusive towards us, man. There's no retribution in this culture. You got to sit up and eat shit all day. Somebody rob you, you can't call the police on them. You got to snitch. I ain't gonna lie, you, that's why I fuck with that nigga Charleston White. <laughs> that nigga Charleston White is funny. But that nah, nigga said, he did some whole shit that one he time. Did, I ain't gonna lie. So look, he, I feel like he's a necessary nuisance. That's what I call him. Yeah, yeah. Like he's a necessary nuisance. But that nigga do be saying some real shit sometimes. Yeah, he does. He's like, you know, these niggas wanted to try to come do his shit. You know what I did? I called the police on their ass. <laughs> <laughs> and listen man I know people Gonna watch this Be like damn My thing is this We don't have any retribution So if you fuck over me I can't call the police on you Cause I'm a snitch And then if I come And I do you bad Then I'm, I'm gonna go to, to prison And then if I pull up on you And I'm not ready for To do you bad you I'm ready gonna to be bad, dead I'm gonna be dead There's literally no recourse It's you know you. There's no recourse for us As black men I'm As a black people Period police. You just gotta eat shit all day long. I'm calling the fucking police. You know what I'm saying? And then Charleston White. If you come to threaten me and you threaten my life, I will shoot you. He said some real shit though, like with the whole like our culture that free me shit, right? Mm -hmm. We got that shit really bad as a culture. And it's like sometimes we just gotta be honest with ourselves. Like, this person not a good person. Mm. He out here doing bullshit. And we gotta call out the bullshit. But you'll never hear me say free nobody, man. Like, and, and listen, you did that shit, my nigga. Like, stand on. Ain't that a part of it? So on the, on one post, you bragging that this person didn't snitch, and that they they ten toes down. I fucking hate that saying ten toes down. They ten toes down. But in the next post, you saying free me. Well, damn, it's a consequence to the shit they doing. So either they gonna be ten toes down, or you want them free. Well, my thing is, don't do the shit. Don't go out there and do whole ass shit that's gonna put you in a situation to be taken away from your family for five, six, seven, ten years. You you leaving somebody else to raise your kids. You leaving somebody else to look after your your affairs. And when you get in there, it's lonely. It's lonely in there, bro. And, and it's like, and then what happens is people go to prison, they come back, and then they control the culture. Like the culture is essentially these, prison shit. Yeah, they telling these bullshit ass stories and all of this it's, shit. It's prison shit, what man. Happened in, to them and. Niggas, oh man! Nah, that, that's Think so about crazy. the culture is essentially prison. Is is the prison life? Like if you if you dissect the culture associated with black folks, it's 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 a prison mentality. Hmm. Everything about it. Don't snitch. Uh, you know, violence. You know, uh, just just get it how you live. It's that's prison shit, right? So it's like, <laughs> if you don't subscribe to that, well then you a square ass nigga, right? You a whole ass nigga. And if you do subscribe to it, then it's levels to that. Well, did you do state time? Did you do fair time? What did you go for? Where was you at? Who brought you in? What games you in? It's so many stipulations. Like it's it's a moving goalpost, man. It, there's you're never gonna make that field goal when you can just stand up and say, "I'm good on this shit. 
I'm gonna go over here. Y'all niggas can stay over there with that shit. Just don't cross over here. I won't cross over there. We finna build some shit because eventually you gonna need me before I need you. Hmm. But it's That's like people are afraid to say that. I'm not. That's a fact, man. I kind of want to give him a give him some. Tim, you a wealth of knowledge, man. We was learning from you just a little bit earlier. Yeah. Uh, before this podcast started, like you've been teaching real estate and how to build wealth for shit. What? Over a decade now I've been in real estate This would be I'm going on two decades In real estate I hit 18 years This would be my 19th year Actually in real estate Damn Next Damn. year I'm sorry It'll be my 19th year Yeah So We're creating a new culture One of the biggest things That I think the biggest Mental shifts That has to occur Is moving from This victimized mentality To understanding economics And how to empower yourself Economically So I want to ask you Like for somebody that's Let's say they're just coming out Because I know you got the book Real dope you the the in depth comparison between the dope game and the real estate world. For somebody that's coming out of that world, what tips would you give them to like empower themselves economically? Well, first things first, man. Understand that you can make just as much money outside of the streets that you can. In in fact, you can make more with less liability. <laughs> Worst thing that's gonna happen to you, somebody's gonna sue you. They're not gonna try to kill you. You know what I'm saying? But you know, really, honestly, get away from your environment. You know. And that's no matter if you come out of selling dope or if you trying to go to college, no matter what it is you're trying to do, you got to take a step outside of your environment so that you can see how life really works. Because when you get stuck in a certain environment, you have this false reality and then you start making decisions based off of your false reality. You know, one of the reasons why in Real Youth Mentoring, we take our boys around to travel is so they can see how people move in different cities. Mm -hmm. Because what's cool here may not be cool there. What's done here may not be done there. But it's a different flavor that you have never seen and you can implement in your life. So a person that's getting out of the game, per se, I would say first things first, you're going to have to cut yourself off completely from that old life because it's intriguing. It's fast money. You can always get back to it, but you're going to have to commit to cutting yourself off too. be willing to kind of. Do without for a while, man. It's, it's like you got to have a planter's mentality. You know, we get our food quick. Everything's a microwave society, so we don't plant and grow shit. But when you plant a seed, man, it could take years for it to manifest, but it'll feed you for the rest of your life. Hmm. And what people don't understand is that they go for that quick shit that'll feed you for the moment in time, but it's not going to feed you for the rest of your life. It's shit that I did 10 years ago that's feeding me right now. So how was able to retire at the age of 37. 20 years ago, stuff I did. And, I, and I'm not saying you got to wait 20 and 10 years. Literally two or three years can separate you for the rest of your life. If you put your head down and grind for two to three years, the rest of your life will be really good. So I would say disassociate yourself with some of that bullshit, all of that bullshit. Be ready to understand that there's going to be a grind associated with it, just like it is in, in whatever dope game or whatever you're doing. And then plant seeds that's going to materialize that you can eat off of them for the rest of your life. Get a blueprint. Follow one blueprint. Don't be listening to everybody. Everybody got a way of doing shit. Pick one. Follow it. Don't don't get caught up in the uh, analysis, paralysis by analysis, where you listening to five different people that's talking about real estate. It all work because they work. Yo ass got to mm. start working. It all work because they doing the work. Like exactly. People who start, what, what can't William say? Try shit, try shit. Don't work. It's because you're trying to implement five different strategies to one game. You know what I'm saying? You can't run, you know, you, if you play football, you don't see a coach in the football that run the 3-4 and the 4-3 on defense. They either a 3-4 or they a 4-3 and whatever variation of that, right? Like, come on, man. If you a southpaw or you, you fight traditional, right? Like, come on, man. Like, pick a style, stick with it, 
tweak it along the way, make the changes, fail. It's okay to fail. Uh, stop looking for a quick come up. If it's quick, I don't want it, bro. If you call me today and say, man, we can make 30, uh, we can make such and such that's by, by when? Shit, by next week. I'm good, bro. <laughs> Sound <laughs> like that, that, uh, that what you call it, circle shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm good, bro. I'm good, bro. You can have Sound this like shit. a scam. Yeah. It's, it seemed like a scheme. Yeah. Hell yeah. I appreciate it. So that, what do y'all think? What do y'all think this is going to look like? Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A year from now. You think people going to jump on board to this no more OG's concept of saying, fuck this culture. We finna go ahead and break away and create something new. I feel I like we'll have I feel like we'll have have some but also feel like some people they're going to stick with, with what they've been doing cuz that's that's all that they used to. They can have it. But they can have that shit. The hating niggas will help fuel the movement. Absolutely. They but don't realize that, David. That, that I, I I I don't think people see that enough and I want them to keep hating because you hate out loud somebody agreeing in private. And that mm. person that's agreeing in private going to become a supporter of the movement Bro, and I, that person that's becoming a supporter going to they gonna push it to people who really need to hear this message, and slowly but surely we starting to see a shift. It's not one of them things, like any movement. It's not gonna happen overnight. It's not gonna happen a year from now. But five, ten years from now, I see a major change, especially within the youth. I, I learned that, bro. Yeah. People suffer in silence, and people people uh, applaud you in silence. I don't know what that is about in our community, bro. I, if I could show you my inbox, how many people like, bro? People I don't know. People from all over the place. You know, Louisiana, New York, Florida, South Carolina, California, Seattle, Washington. Like, bro, I love what you're doing, man. Somebody's finally standing up and saying, fuck this culture. We've been sitting in silence for decades looking for somebody to show us something different. I ain't nobody's fucking leader. I'm just unearthing what's been there forever. I'm just the person that's just like, fuck it. You know, like, what do we have to lose at this point, bro? You know? What do we have to lose, man? Nothing. We have everything to gain. There's somebody at home right now who's struggling, bro, because they don't know how to save money. They don't know how to pay off debt. And it's, they getting ready to go pick up a pack and start selling dope or robbing niggas because ain't nobody ever taught, no OG ever taught them how to save their money. No OG ever taught them how to leverage their credit. No, nah, we're going to stop you from that street shit. We're going to show you how to make money the right way. And how to teach Manage people around money. you who yeah. want it. Not just motherfuckers that's just sitting around your cousins, your kinfolk, people that you want. No, people that want it. They have to desire it. And then grow with them, man. That two to three concept, that, that biblical concept where two or three people come together. Like, that is a great metaphor for life. Because literally two or three people can change the world. But we overanalyze shit and we want to be right all the damn time and talk about, well, it's this and now, nah, well, fuck you. You're not for me then, bro. You, you are not my target audience. Keep it moving. Hmm. Playing that devil's advocate shit. Keep it moving, bro. No, no, there's no duality. You either, you either in the huddle or you out the huddle, man. That's it. That, we can't do duality, man. Like when people say, well, put on a, a, put on an event where you can talk about computers and football. I man, get the fuck out of here, man. That's two different audiences, man. The kids that like computers didn't make the football team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> like, a fact. like seriously, man. Like they, it just don't work. We've tried it. 
So if you want your kid to learn about it, bring him to the event. If you don't, cool. But don't call me when he start doing stupid shit. Because the people always want to call me when they kids smoking weed and, and hitting licks. Hey, can you help? No, I can't help. Too late now. I've been inviting you to real youth mentor for six years. It's too far. Eh, okay. He got football practice. Now he out there hitting licks. Tim, can you help? No, 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 no. No man Whenever dude. he was mo- the, At the most impressionable That's whenever it Yeah yeah been. Send me his address When he get locked up I'll write him a letter But he gonna have to learn That the hallway That's where you let him go So let them Let them Let them show him What it really is So he can see that This whole time We've had his best interest At heart We just wasn't no Flashy niggas That was talking about The culture And, and staying loyal To a bunch of ideals That don't benefit us and y'all gotta stop being so not y'all's per se. Y'all, y'all watching this got stop being so fucking scary to say that out loud, man. Like you had this argument with yourself on the, in the car, you know, driving home. You know how when you be mad at your girl, <laughs> mad at your boyfriend or something, ladies, and you be talking shit in the car by yourself, but then you get in front of me, you'll say shit. Like that's how we are in this culture. We know it ain't that's shit. Some tough conversations, David was saying. We know it ain't but shit. The minute you had them tough conversations, shit, shit really does change, and that growth does start to happen, dog. Man. Man. Don't be scary. Scary. <laughs> so look, y'all. That's the message right there. Oh, Tim, yeah. man, where can people listen to the No, no More OGs, OGs podcast? Listen, How no, you get tapped, tapped in, bro? First things first, follow me on Instagram, No More OGs. It's O-G-S, No More OGs on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. The following is coming up, y'all. So make sure y'all like and subscribe. Also, at Tim Jackson now. Uh, the podcast is on all streaming platforms. So uh, right now it's on Apple. Uh, it's on, uh, I think it's on the Google store, whatever Google, Google has. Uh, play. Um, Google it's podcast. on a few other places, but if you visit, I have a website too. Uh, uh, just go to the no more OGs on Instagram and everything will be there. They just start there. Uh, I'm on YouTube as well, but you all, I'm not the type of person that's above reproach and I can't solve these problems by myself. I want you to follow me. I want you to inbox me and tell me what you're struggling with. What was that one thing that them old niggas that you was looking up to didn't teach you? Mm -hmm. They taught us how to fuck. They taught us how to roll blunts and get high and shit. They taught us how to drink and shit. But what was that one thing that they just did not teach you that you had to learn in your 30s, damn near 40s in some cases, or that you're still trying to grasp and conceive right now? Inbox me on Instagram and tell me what the fuck it is that you just wish somebody would have sat down with you and just talked to you about. It could be anger management. It could be, you know, dealing with grief. It could be anything. And I promise you, you have my word. I'm going to bring people on that platform to address everything y'all tell me. That's my word. Because at this point, we don't have shit to lose, man. Like, niggas tired of watching old them podcasts, the old ass niggas talking about how shit used to be. I don't want to, I don't want, I ain't going to no fucking farewell tours for the old niggas that, you know, trying to revive their career, man. I ain't watching none of these podcasts with niggas talking about beef they had in the nineties. Fuck that shit. Like how much more can you watch? How, how many times can you listen to that story? How many times? I don't want to know nothing else about Tupac. Every week, somebody coming up telling stories about Tupac. Like, Okay, I was a fan of Tupac. He's still one of the greatest around, but I, I don't give a fuck about that shit. Mm-hmm. I don't care. That shit ain't going to help told me. They all the stories they can tell. Like, come on. Ain't why? no new information coming we out. We regurgitating this shit. I don't give a fuck that this rapper is beefing with that rapper or this rapper signed with this label. I don't give a fuck about that shit, man. That shit ain't doing nothing 
to curb the violence in my community. They ain't doing nothing to put money in my pocket. It's not doing nothing to help you own real estate. It's not doing nothing to help you budget. I don't give a fuck about that shit. And a lot of y'all don't give a fuck about that shit. So come over and fuck with a platform like No More OGs that's going to tell you some real game that you can tangibly pick up and hold and say, damn, I can apply this to my life right now. Just like that question you asked me last night about paying off your credit cards by tackling the interest. Everybody in the room was taking those like, Hell shit, yeah. you can do that? Hell yeah, you can do that. Why didn't nobody teach me? Because it ain't no OG teaching that shit. They teaching you that fuck shit. That's a fact. But you gonna That's come over fact. here and I'm gonna teach y'all, I'm gonna give y'all so much game and I'm gonna have people like 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 you guys on the podcast and people that's really beneficial, these local heroes, these people that you don't really know about, know about, but they the ones making an imprint in the community. Those are people who come. I don't want no fucking celebrities on this podcast. I don't want no niggas that's been leading us astray on this podcast. And I, I mean that shit. Y'all hold me to that shit. Because I don't reached out to all the ones in Dallas. I don't reached out to the rappers. I don't reached out to the entertainers. I don't reached out to the athletes trying to get them to come talk to our boys in the mentoring program. Offering to pay them You know me I pay I don't want you to do shit for free I ain't gonna ever let you do shit for free for me right Don't none of them niggas respond to that shit They keep a nigga on red So when, when this becomes what it's gonna be becoming Don't be in the inbox talking about I can come speak now No keep that shit over there I don't Keep even that want same it. energy I don't even want it bro All the people All your people that's got these dope podcasts Everybody listen to these big followers I'm like hey man I know your, your following is this, man, but man, it'll be dope if you bring some balance so you can show us in a better light, too. So if you ever want to bring somebody on there with a positive light, here's my long ass resume. Oh, man, I appreciate you, man. I'm, I consider it. I ain't trying to come on that motherfucking podcast, man. I don't want shit to do with it no more, man. I don't want shit to do with it. We finna create our own lane right now. I'm on the record saying that. Stamp it and seal it. I don't want shit to do with that shit no more because y'all don't want shit to do with our growth. So I don't want shit to do with y'all fuck shit. I love it. I love it. A new culture is being hey, built. Y'all tap into no more OGs, all podcasting platforms and on social media. Definitely. Uh, I just want to say, get into some house cleaning. Thank you again, Tim. Uh, we recording at his studio today. Uh, it's been amazing. Uh, appreciate you for doing this crossover episode with us. Absolutely. Um, I want to say thank you to all the followers, all the listeners, every supporter. Uh, we had an event last night. It was amazing. Thank you to everybody who came out last night to Black Wealth Now. Uh, also, y'all get y'all tickets to the Black Men's Summit. I need all the fellas right now. Pick up your phone, type in, black phone, men, type in blackmensummit.com and go to the website. If you don't got the money right now, subscribe to that newsletter. But if you do got the money, I need you to buy that ticket. It's only $99 right now. Man, look, Pre-sale well, I price. Got I got it you. is going to go up. One second. You get paid on Fridays, brothers. We're going to keep it real. We're going to keep it real. Now, we just talked about how what you was taught from the OGs. A lot of niggas get paid on Friday and then be broke by Sunday. Cause they spend all their money on bullshit that don't help them build, learn, or grow. Take this, be intentional. Join this list. Whenever you get paid, and you really are you, if you a black man that's really trying to build something special, the Black Men Summit is a place that is built specifically for you. We're teaching about, we're building legacy, wealth, health, and our community. Tim's going to be a speaker there. We got uh, some other great brothers that are going to be speaking at this event. And I just don't want y'all to get caught lacking because this is going to be something like the culture hadn't seen before. Again, we're creating a new culture and the Black Men's Summit is a part of that. So don't get caught lacking. Go to blackmensummit.com. 
And I'm telling you man You want to be in that room It's going to be powerful Yes sir And uh, once again Appreciate everybody For listening Week in week out uh, If y'all have not realized We are now On the Revolt Podcast Network Shout out to Revolt uh, So appreciate y'all Yeah that. thank y'all For helping us out um, You got anything else David? Shit man That was really it bro um, Thank y'all again For tapping in Make sure that you like Subscribe Share Send it out to somebody That can benefit Leave From that this review. conversation Definitely. Oh, also, also, y'all donate if y'all like. If y'all want to support the show, but you don't want to buy a product or you don't see anything like, you can donate to us as well. We have a link in the bio. It'll take you to the Stripe account. Uh, we also have a goal of hey. building us a studio. This yeah, year. we we need a studio. Uh, damn it! Listen, so, well, I, I got something to say, brother. Y'all gave Umar Johnson. All that money And that well, nigga ain't school. never built no school That's all I'm saying We're building a studio to continue to create content like this And cultivate entrepreneurs We have a vision with this studio And we gonna deliver So as Jalen mentioned If you don't want to buy a product uh, You don't feel like uh, you, you any of the courses or anything that we offer Is something that can benefit you just, and you've gained value from this podcast because every time I run into somebody, oh, yeah. oh I man, it. I love this podcast, man. I love so I learned so much. Donations, <laughs> gifts, donations. <laughs> I thought it was a trash can. Donations, donations. I'm just saying, man. Just throw a little something my way. It's definitely gonna help. Go toward the studio. But um, no, nah, real talk. Definitely appreciate everybody that's tuned in, tapped in with the podcast. And uh, as Jalen mentioned, y'all leave that rating and review for us. And until next time, this is Black Wealth Renaissance signing out. Peace. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bottom of the At participating McDonald's.